This is the Drummer's Resource Podcast, session 301. And the quote of the day is from Enrique Ibsen, who said, A thousand words will not leave as deep as an impression as one deed. You're listening to the Drummer's Resource Podcast, home of in-depth interviews with the world's greatest drummers, music industry professionals, and thought leaders. Inspiration, education, and motivation for drumming, and beyond, and beyond, and beyond. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 301 of the Drummer's Resource Podcast. And create, I still get tripped up saying 300. I still want to say 200. Uh, first of all, thank you for everyone who sent me an email, a message, messaged me on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all that stuff, uh, on congratulating me on the 300th episode. I do appreciate it. It's an amazing milestone, but we're just going to keep rolling. We're just going to keep putting out more and more podcasts, and I got some other Cool stuff that's coming very, very soon that I'll be sharing with you as early as next week. Also, for those of you who have left a rating or review for the podcast, I do appreciate it. And if you haven't already, head over to iTunes. You can leave a quick rating or review, and that helps out in a big, big way. Speaking of helping out, as you know, this podcast is ad-supported, so I want to take a minute to thank Two special companies who have been very supportive of this podcast. One, my friends at Musicians Institute. They're the official education sponsor of Drummer's Resource, and they are located in the heart of Hollywood, California. If you want to learn how to take your playing to the next level, you want to learn the business, you want to learn how to mix, you want to learn how to engineer different instruments, it's all there at Musicians Institute. And you can learn more about them and their great programs and their amazing faculty by going to mi.e. D-U. We all know that us drummers can't agree on much, but drummers do agree on one thing, and that's the Evans UV-1. They have a patented UV coating, so it lasts longer and holds stronger than traditionally coated heads. UV-1 single ply is a unique 10 millimeter film, and it's more resonant to stretching and denning. So these features combined make it the first choice for drummers who've grown tired of heads that flake, chip, and wear out before their time. You can learn more about Evans and the new UV-1 by going to evansdrumheads.com. Now I want to get into this topic, talking about subbing and subbing gigs, and I was actually going back through the archives, and I had a great conversation with J.R. Robinson, and that was episode 19, it was a long time ago, it was the beginning of the podcast, And but we were talking about gigs, and we were talking about subbing for people, and I had another conversation with a buddy of mine about subbing, and sort of approaches of how you want to go about, do, about subbing uh, from a couple different angles, because you obviously want to make it beneficial for you, not just playing that gig, but moving forward, but you also want to be cognizant of how the sub situation came to be. So I have, I want to touch, touch on two different ways of, of that can happen. There are two different scenarios that can happen with subbing. One is if you get hired by the band and they, they find you, they have worked with you before, whatever the case may be, and you get asked to play this gig. The other one is whether, or not the drummer in the band or your friend asks you to sub for them. So there's two different scenarios. So I want to talk about those first, and then I want to talk about what happens after the subbing gig as well. So if your buddy gets you a gig, if your friend asks you to sub for them, you do not want to go in thinking I'm going to play so well that I want to take this guy's gig and I'm going to try to sort of weasel this gig out of the, out of this band and get it for myself. Do you want to play well? Of course. I'm not saying you don't want to play well. I'm not. I'm saying you don't want to go in there with the intent of saying, I'm going to play so well that they're going to fire him and hire me because that's just 
bad karma and it comes back to haunt you. But the things that you want to do, if someone is gracious enough to offer you a sub gig, then here is what you need to do. One, you got to make sure you're prepared. You have to learn the tunes. You do not want to go in there and embarrass your friend. You do not want to do that. That is just, that's bad. That's not professional. And it makes your friend look really bad. Could get them in hot water, may even cost them the gig as well. So you want to make sure that you're prepared. You want to go in there. You want to be nice. You want to be courteous. You want to not look at it like, ah, it's just a sub gig. You know, who, like, I don't need to, I, I, I don't need to you know, put all this effort into it. Incorrect. You do. So you need to get there on time, maybe help some people with their gear. If the bass player is moving in his, his, you know, his rack, help him, help him move his stuff in, be kind, be courteous. If there's not a lot of room on the stage, be willing to move your stuff around, be flexible, be easy to work with. That's such a, such an important thing when you're getting hired or rehired is, you know, how flexible is the guy? How nice is the guy? How easy is the girl to work with? That's really you know, what goes a lot farther than saying, oh, this person was just the most amazing drummer I've ever seen in my life. And a quick story about putting the effort in. I subbed for a band one or two gigs. Turns out those two gigs turned into three or four, turned into five to six. And then the drummer said, hey, I'm going to go get my doctorate and I have to really spend some time doing that. And I got to be very focused on that. Can you play all of these gigs for the next two years. So I was technically a sub in this band for two years and never once, never one time ever did I try to get the gig full time. Did I try to push him out or try to make it seem like I was the better candidate? He came back and I said, Hey man, thank you. I appreciate it. I'd known him for years. And I said, Mike, I appreciate it. And that was a ton of fun. And here's your gig back. It's his gig. He gave it to me, but by putting in the work early, learning the tunes, being professional, being on time, being courteous, being easy to work with, being friendly, you know, helping the guys with their gear, that all of that goes a long way. And that's what led to me working with these guys for an extremely long amount of time. So you want to put the work in, you want people to love working with you. And if they say, Hey man, this guy is the person who has the gig, but you're always the second call. You always want to be the second call guy. If you can be in that situation and that and you know you could sub for people for years in fact the jr robinson interview that i'm talking about he said he used to do it with toto all the time he wasn't going trying to steal jeff Picaro's gig he would just fill in when jeff Picaro either couldn't do the gig I, I don't know maybe he was doing sessions i'm not i'm not quite sure exactly what was going on but that's the situation never went in trying to steal the gig the flip side of it is if a band hires you as a sub I think it's your job to go in there and try to get the gig. And the reason why I'm saying this is because I don't think that you should be selling yourself short. And let's face it. I mean, let's be honest. This is a very competitive sort of dog eat dog world. And if you can go in there and take the gig, I think that you should do it. Now that may sound harsh and I may get a lot of, a lot of feedback about this, but if you know, Sting hires me to play one gig, I'm trying to get the Sting gig. Or if another, just a band that I want to play in, want, you know, hires me for a sub, I want that gig. And in fact, that happened. I got hired by a guitar player and he hired me for, for one date and he called me the next day and was like, I'm not using my old drummer anymore. I want you to play all these dates. 
sent me a list. It was like 75 dates over the next eight or nine months. And he was like, I want you to do all of these, uh, all of these dates because I went in there guns blazing and I was on time. I was professional. I knew all the tunes. I played my tail off. I was, I mean, I was ready to go, man. And I was not taking any prisoners. And I went in there and I stole that gig. I've also subbed and not got the gig. I've actually subbed and never got called again on certain situations and have gotten fired from certain situations that I was, that I was subbing because you're not right for every gig, or maybe you don't play as well as you should. But in this circumstance or in this situation, you should 100% be trying to go in there and nail the gig. Totally. So those are sort of the two scenarios, but let me talk about after the gig. Let me talk about follow-up because I don't think either one of these are either one of these situations are different. Here's what I think you should do. This is what I would do after every gig, which always led to more gigs. And, and even if it didn't lead to more gigs, it would lead to more relationships, which would lead to an in at a club, maybe with my band or with another band, or sometimes it would lead lead to new gigs. Sometimes it would lead to guys in my band getting other gigs. It's a, it's a very reciprocating kind of gesture and thing to do. So let me talk about this. The follow-up at the, at the end of the night, I would always get everyone's number. Every single person seems obnoxious, but I'm like, Hey man, I re- I mean, unless you don't want to play with them again, or you think that they were bad and you really legitimately do not want to play with them again. But I would talk to everybody, man, I really loved playing with you. I would love to work with you again. You guys are great. Let me get your number. I'll keep you in mind for other gigs down the road. You know, just a, a great time. The next day I would literally call or send a text message depending on what year it was, I would call or send a text message to every single person that I played with the night before and say, I really enjoyed playing with you. That was a ton of fun. And then whoever the band leader is, if it's your friend, I would let my friend know, you know, if it was my friend, I would let him know, man, I really had a great time last night. I'd love to sub for you any other, you know, anytime in the future. If it was a band that hire you, I would talk to the, to the, leader and say, I really enjoyed it. I had a ton of fun and would love to, you know, work with you anytime again. And a lot of times at the end of the night, you'll get that vibe that they want to work with you again, or they're going to call you for gigs. But either way, I would follow up and that has led to more gigs. Oh, I didn't, I didn't know if you were into it or not. And I said, yeah, man, I was really into it. Oh, cool. We got this gig next week. Do you want to do it? So I, so I would follow up with every single person the next day. Also, Go on social media, write a post about how much fun you had playing last night and tag all of the members in the band, tag the band, tag the guys in the band, tag the club, whatever it is. And that's another sign that you are vesting some interest into the people, the players, the band, whatever the case may be. And then from there, anytime I would have a situation where I could hire someone, if I, if I needed a sub or if I wanted to start a new band, or if I wanted, if I just needed a couple of musicians for an off gig, I would go and I would hire the guys who were hiring me for gigs. So I would go hire these people that I wanted to work for. Again, that's literally how I built my whole entire touring career, how I built my, my uh, freelance career, all of that stuff has just been through hiring the people that are hiring you, making sure that it's known that you want to continue to work with them, be professional, be on time. It's all the stuff that we've heard before, but there's some of these little tips and, and tricks that you can use for when you sub for people, you want to go out of your way to make sure you, again, 
courteous, kind, easy to work with, all that stuff. But then also following up, hiring them if you can, um, you know, letting them know I really appreciate. One, I really appreciate you giving me the gig. Two, I would love to work with you again. If there's anything you ever need me for, please keep me in mind. And three, if you have a gig that comes up, you can hire them for that gig. Now you're starting to develop a relationship. You're also paying back the favor. They gave you a gig. Now you're giving them a gig. And then when they need someone else, they're typically going to call the people who are also feeding them gigs. So and around and around we go. So it is definitely a reciprocating trade. So that is my long and short answer on on how to approach sub gigs, whether you're getting it from a friend or whether you're getting it through a band, you always, always, always want to f- make sure that you're making it a point to let everyone know that you want to play with them again. It's it's it goes farther than than you may think. So. I hope you got some value out of that. And I, like I said, I've been getting some questions about it. I had a conversation about it. I was listening to the J.R. Robinson interview uh, about subbing, and I thought it was a really important topic. Would love to hear your feedback. Shoot me an email, nick at drummersresource.com, or hit me up on social, either at drummersresource on everything or on drummers, our source, on Twitter, or my personal accounts are all the Nick Ruffini. And it's a really narcissistic uh social handles to have the Nick Ruffini the only reason I did it because they were all different and I got tired of dealing with uh, all different social handles so hit me up I'm at the Nick Ruffini and until the next podcast keep drumming thank you so much for listening I'll be talking to you soon peace